You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. He's life-changing. He's life-changing. And the more you get to know Him, the more your life changes. And that's the incredible thing about Jesus is that one, He keeps coming. He keeps calling, he keeps knocking, he, he, he keeps coming back, he keeps chasing after you. And the more you accept, the more you accept his invitation to go deeper, the more he fills your life, the more your life is changed. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, we love you. We want you to be glorified in this place. We want you to have the highest place. A seat of honor as we behold who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, praise and worship team. start this morning again in the uh, series that we started last week, which was uh, Discipleship, the New Normal. This is our new normal. And and, uh, so last week we talked what disciples were. Disciples are followers in its simplest form. They are followers of Christ. There are those that follow. And we talked last week. If you you missed it, I would say go watch it. Uh, You can find it on our Facebook page. But Uh, We talked about the difference between a believer and a follower. Uh, We all start at the believing place. We all come to Jesus believing in him. But then there's this place where he calls us to come deeper, to come farther. And it's the place of following after him. And so discipleship is the place following Jesus, following after who he is, following um, after his heart is the place that God is calling his church, his people to say, hey, let's, let's go deeper. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to speak about what does it look like to be a follower of Jesus? What do, what do Jesus followers do? And so this week, we're going to talk about the Word of God, the Word of God. So let's start in John 8, uh, verse 30. We read this verse last week, but I said I'd come back to it, so here we are. It says, as he said these things, many believed in him. So Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them, then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So he's saying in this place where he says, okay, there's those that believe and he goes, but then there's those that are followers of me and they are the ones that abide in my word. They're the ones that are in my word. And notice, I I think I put the Amplified up there. In the Amplified, it says, right after abide, it says, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them. This is what abide means. I looked it up in the dictionary, our English dictionary, and it says it like this. Um, It means to accept and to act in accordance with, to obey, to keep, to follow, to live in, to dwell in. So in other words, the Bible is the place, the Word of God is the place that we live from. 
It's what we obey. It's what we follow. It, it pertains to all of our daily life. It's everything. In the strongest concordance, and now the strongest concordance is kind of like a Bible dictionary, sort of. And so the Bible, of course, is written in Hebrew and written in Greek. And so the, the depths of the words have lots of meaning. And so the concordance um, the Strong's Concordance kind of brings out the depths of those meanings. So th the word abide in the Strong's means this. To remain, not to depart, to continue, to be present, to be held by, to be kept by, and to be continually led by. To be held by, kept by, continually led by. I love that because if you think about it when the storms of life, when hard times come, I'm held by the truth of the Word of God. So like if, if sickness comes, I am held by the truth of the Word of God that says I am healed. When, when financial pressure comes, I am held by the truth of the Word of God that says He is my provider and takes care of all of my needs. And then it says, I am kept by the word of God. I, I am kept by it. I'm held steady by it. That, that I don't get tossed to and throw. I am held steady by the word of God. Or if I need to make decisions, if I, don't know, if I don't know what's truth and what's not, I am kept by the word of God. I go back to the word of God and I look at what it says and this is what keeps me. It's what keeps me in place. It's what keeps me going after God's heart. I am kept by the word of God. And then it says, I am continually led by the word of God, which means that even into my future, I will continually look to the word of God and I will be led by it. So I'm held, I am kept, I am led by the word of God. This is what it means to abide. That my life lines up with the word of God. That my feelings and my thoughts and my desires are all held under the authority of the word of God. Abide means regarding the word of God as truth and never elevating any other truth above it. Abide means valuing and resting in the grace and the power of God and never turning away as though greater peace or greater wisdom could be found anywhere else. It means never ceasing to be fed by the word of God as your bread and living water, understanding that this is the very thing that sustains you. Never ceasing to walk in the light of the word and understanding there is nothing else that could show the secrets of life another version of the Bible says um, to, it, that abide means to hold on to his teachings. Just to hold on to the word of God that no matter what comes, I believe the word of God. No matter how I feel, I believe the word of God. Disciples or followers of Jesus are constantly feeding on the word. It is this word where it teaches us how to live and it changes who we are. And we're gonna look at that in a moment. I'm really excited about this word because to, to me it changes how we look at it. A lot of times we look at the Bible as something we have to do. This is what Christians do. We read the Bible, so I need to do my daily reading. It's um, September 5th or September 6th, so I need to read that portion of it. It's so much bigger and it's so much better than just the daily reading. And we're going to look at that. So Genesis verse 3 or chapter 3, we're going to start there. And 
I'm going to show you the lies that the enemy does and the, how the lies, how the enemy comes and tries to lie to us in the middle of it and why it's so important that we are held by the Word of God, that we hold on to His teachings, okay? So Genesis chapter 3, it says, verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals of the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say? That's important to remember that. The enemy comes, the serpent comes, that's Satan, and he says, did God really say? You must not eat from any tree in the garden. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is, the, that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So there's two things, two, two ways that he begins to speak to her. And the first one is, did God really say that? And the enemy has come probably to all of us here, to myself included, where he begins to show up and question did God really say that? Or is God's word really true? And never feel guilty for it. Just understand what the enemy is doing. This is how he speaks. This is how he talks. So he shows up and he says, did God really say that? And then the next one, he comes and says, you won't die. Eve says, God said that we'll die if we eat from that tree. Satan says, you won't die. That won't happen. In other words, what he's saying is, he's a liar. God's lying to you. That's not the truth. There must be better. There must be. I bet you there's better than that. And it's so crazy because that happens, right? We, we, he, he comes and he lies to us in the middle of it. You know, you see things all over society today and, and we say, this is the truth. The word of God is the truth. It is life. It is awesome. It is powerful. It'll change your life. And the enemy will come. Is it that great though? Or is there better? Is there something else? There must be more. And it's that same type of thing that, that, that he comes and he whispers to us. And this is why it's so important that we make this decision that says, this is the word of God and I govern my life by it. I live my life by this. that my thoughts and my feelings and my desires and all of those things go under the authority of the Word of God, of what God's Word says. There's a difference between a believer and a follower. A believer will read the Word and decide, will read the Word of God and decide which parts that, they, that they'll decide are true. And a follower or a disciple has already made up their mind that God's word is the truth. That God's word is the truth. And so it says um, that God, the Bible says that God's word be true. Let God's word be true and every man a liar. God's word is the truth. So no matter what I think or feel, if it doesn't line up with God's word, I have to submit my thoughts and my feelings to God's word. There's a difference between a truth and the truth. 
there's a difference between a truth and the truth. In society today, truth is moldable. It's moldable. There's your truth, and then it's their truth, and my truth, and we all have these truths. That, and I just like, that's my truth. I know it's not yours, but that's okay. That's my truth. That's what I live by. And, and, I, and nobody really agrees with each other. And what happens is, and none of it's founded on the word of God, we take bits and pieces of things that we like from here and from there, and we make it our truth. Yes, that speaks to me. That speaks to my feelings. That's become my truth. And, and what happens is those truths have not been governed by the truth, which is the word of God. And what happens when, when, when you begin to do that, which we see in society, is when circumstances come, when hard times come, when, when questions come, when any of those things come, th there's no foundation. It's like the Bible talks about sinking sand. There's, they, they begin to sink. They begin to fall apart. Life begins to fall apart because they have no foundation to hold on to. That's why it's important that, that, that us today begin to say, you know what? The world is speaking a lot of things. There is a lot of stuff being spoken out there. You should believe this. You should think this. You should do this. You should, I mean, have you ever, have you ever, looked into, I'm just trying to think here, off the top of my head, if you, diets, diets, you should eat like this. This is how, this is how you should eat for your life. Then, then you look somewhere else and it's like, you should eat like this. Okay, I should eat like, you should eat like this. This is the healthy way to like, you should have fats, you should have carbs, you should have protein, you should, and pretty soon you've looked at all of them and you're like, I don't even know how to eat anymore. I don't even know what's right for me anymore. I'm confused. This is what happens when your life is not governed by the truth of the word of God and that you draw a line in the sand that says, this is the truth of the word of God and everything that my life does, everything I hear, every decision I make lines up with the word of God because it is my foundation. And it's what I stand on. It's what I stand on. So there's a difference between a truth and the truth. And the truth is the word of God. It's the word of God. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. It says, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people know, will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and they will look for teachers who tell them whatever itching ears want to hear. Sounds like our day today. Sounds like our world today, I mean. <laughs> Where people are looking for little bits of what makes them feel good, but they don't actually want the truth or they don't like to be corrected or rebuked. The Word of God, when you begin to get in the Word of God, it will encourage you 100%, but it'll also correct, it'll also rebuke, it'll bring things up in you. Why? Because God so loves you so much. He so loves you so much, lots of so's. He loves you so much that He doesn't want you to stay that way. He loves you so much that He wants all the good that He's created for you to come out. John 17, verse 17 says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 
In the Passion Translation, it says, your word is truth, so make them holy by your truth. What's this saying? It says that when you begin to get into the word of God, something happens inside of you. There's another verse that talks about the washing of the word of God. It sanctifies you. It makes you holy. You begin to read the word of God and you can't help but change. This is really exciting. Okay, look at this. John 8, verse 31. We read it at the beginning. It says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And then it says, and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So every time that you open up the Word of God, it is not just a religious duty. It's not just something you do. You open up the Word of God, you begin to read its scriptures, and truth is revealed to you. And when truth is revealed to you, you begin to get set free. Every time I open up the scriptures, I'm getting more and more and more free. Every time I open up the Word of God, I am getting delivered because you shall know the truth. When you abide in my word, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Wherever you are bound or have sin in your life, somewhere in your life you have believed a lie rather than the truth. There is a lie that you have believed that is keeping you bound and you are living by that lie. So what you need is the word of God, which is the truth to set you free. And the more that you read the word of God, the more you find out who you really are. Who you really are. Who, how much God really loves you. Listen, there are times where I begin to read the scriptures and I am just like... I am just falling apart because I'm so excited about what God is doing. He's showing me revelation and I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. And I want to tell people and I want to tell everyone about the scriptures that I've been reading and how, you know, what, what God showed me and all of those things. But then there are times where I read the scriptures and I don't feel anything at all. I don't get anything. I just read it and I'm like, okay, and I kind of leave, but it's doing something. I will show you why it says, because in Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. So every time that I open up the word of God, I know it is alive and it is powerful and it is truth and it is setting me free. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. It is cutting between soul and spirit. It's doing something. Every time I read the word, it is doing a work in me. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Sometimes we don't even know what we think. Sometimes we don't even know the lies that we're living from. They've become our normal. They're decisions we made as little kids when, you know, we saw our parents act a certain way and you'll say, I will never act like that. And we don't even recognize that it's become a lie that we live from. I will never let people hurt me. And you hold yourself back from people. Listen, the more that you read the word of God, God begins to speak to you. And what happens is he exposes those lies that are in you so that he can replace them with his truth.
We must use the word as our final authority. We not use, make the word our final authority. It has to be the final authority, especially in the world today. Like I said, when people are speaking different things and saying this can be, and, and let's change the word of God a little bit here, and, and, and let's add this, and, and let's take away that, and, and maybe we can add, you know, just all of those things. And it, and it has to be a place where it says, no, you know what? The word of God is my final authority. And when the enemy comes talking, when comes asking the questions, did God really say? Or is he lying to you? That it becomes our... Jesus. Jesus used the word of God as... It, didn't use. It was his final authority. When the enemy came to him and to tempt him and to question him and to trip him up and to do all of those things, Jesus would reply back, it is written. In other words, this is the final authority. So you can say what you want to say, and you can question what you want to question, and you can tempt me however you want to tempt me, but it is written, and I govern my life by this. This is the words of my Father. So we must govern our lives under the truth of the word of God, which means my desires, my wants, my feelings must come under the authority of the word of God. Another way of following by the word of God is we must believe that the word will never fail regardless of what circumstances come up. No matter what circumstances come, I still live my life that says the word of God is truth. Mark 13, verse 31 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing in which I sent it. It says, my words don't return void. Mm -mm. And lastly, you must decide to move from just hearing the word of God to doing the word of God. In James 1.22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. So there's a blessing when you move from just hearing the word of God and you begin to um, put it into action in your life, you become a doer of all the things that the word of God says. The Bible promises you a blessing. There's a blessing in that. That man, the one who does the word of God, is blessed. Is blessed. And what happens when you become a doer of the word of God, when you say, okay, this is how I'm going to live my life, continually live my life by, the word of God becomes even more revealed to you. I, I use this example, I used a couple examples, but one of them was 
if you're studying to become a parent and you, you, you want to be a parent, so you read all the parenting books. You get all of them and you're reading them and, and, and you know how to do sleep. I can't even remember. I haven't been a mom of a baby for so long, but you, you know how to do toddlers. You know what to feed them. You read what not to expect when you're expecting and, and all of those things. So you are prepared for it. You know it. But when you move from the place of knowing all of that stuff to putting it in action once the children come, more is revealed to you. All of a sudden, that stuff that you had studied, it's like, oh, I really get it now. I see it in action now. It's so same thing that happens as you become a doer of the Word of God. It is revealed in you, and it's revealed through you. And it's a powerful thing. So praise and worship team, you can come. So I just wanted you to, as I was studying it, I was getting excited. It was encouraging me. It was like the word of God is alive and it is powerful. And I will live my life by this. This is the standard that I will live. Does it mean I, can, I have questions? I could have questions, absolutely. But I'll look to the word of God for my answer. I'll look to the word of God for my answer. And so followers and disciples of Christ, they are those that are held by, kept by, and they continually live by the word of God. Wayne, you can come. I'll pray for you. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, for your word. That it's so powerful. <laughs> and that it reveals things to us reveals our innermost thoughts and our desires and it sets us free and that it's truth and so father i ask that for everyone here and anyone watching online right now that passion for the word of god begins to be ignited in their lives like a fire burn for them to know the revealed word of god for them wanting to know your word and what it says and dig deeper in it i thank you that hunger rises up in them today as as they go as they watch online that they begin to pour into the scriptures and i thank you father that wisdom and revelation is their portion that a spirit of understanding comes in i thank you father for incredible times in your presence as we become followers of Christ and we dig into your word and we are held by, kept by, and continually live by your word, abiding in your word. And that, Father, we make this decision to draw a line in the sand and say, this is my truth, the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.